Hey guys, it's Wolfpocalypse! Welcome to episode one. So today's topics that we'll be talking about are... Uh, so we're going to be doing a topics on police brutality, white supremacy, and we're also going to give you guys a little intro on what ethnic studies is and why we're all here today. So I'm Georgina. Um, I'm an ethnic studies major, and we're actually all here because we got this opportunity from the class that we're all in. Um, I'm Jessica. I'm a double major in uh, English and ethnic studies, and I thought having a podcast would be a great way to inform you all on you know what's happening and the um, awarenesses that ethnic studies brings, and hopefully y'all can tune in for further um, episodes that we're going to have in the future. And I'm Kat. Um, I'm a psych major and an ethnic studies minor. And I thought this would be a fun way to, you know, spread the word, you know, about um, important issues and all that. And I'm Karen. I am a comm major, but with a with an ethnic studies minor. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this, all the issues going on, especially here on campus. You know what we should do? We should do check-ins like we do in class. Like, yeah. How are we doing today? How's your week? How's your, how are you doing today? How's your soul? <laughs> My soul's hurting. <laughs> uh, but, oh, we actually, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yesterday was pretty rough. Today's, today was better, you know? I was, I was feeling kind of meh. Um, I'm doing good. It's just really cold and windy out there, guys. It's like, freezing. You guys cover up. Stay be comfy, warm. yeah. Stay warm and stay safe. Seriously, I'm sick right now, so Oof. I really don't sound like this all the time, but everybody's yeah. getting sick. <laughs> You're definitely lucky. I have this deep voice, twenty four eight. I wish I really wish I had a raspy voice. Like I wish I could pull that I off. I don't. I feel like I should be like <coughs> doing voiceovers for Morgan Freeman. Like that's what I'm at. I say that all the time. Sorry, yeah. I sound like Morgan Freeman. Like yeah. it's not my fault. <laughs> I would always say every time I'm sick. Um, that I sound like Batman, so I would always be like, where's Rachel? <laughs> you know, like from the movie. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Oh, it's as for me. Um, I don't know how to dress for the weather, so I've been cold for weeks, and um, I always think a cardigan will be enough, and then, you know, it's not, and then I walk in today, like, shivering, so. <laughs> but other than that, I'm, you know, trying to thrive. <laughs> we out here. So, do you guys are ready to get into it? Yeah. Yes. So, um, let's start talking about the birth of ethnic studies. Mm-hmm. And since it is Black History Month, it's a little tribute to um, BSU as a little thank you for sort for of birthing. For yeah, starting really. Out. There we really. Go. Without them, we wouldn't Here be here today. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. For real. I mean, it started in San Francisco State University. Um, I'm trying to remember all the facts from. There's a documentary called uh, Agents of Change, and it really dives into that. So those of you listening, if you've never seen it, go ahead and look it out, check it out. It's really, um, it's really good. Ten out of ten would recommend. I've yes. seen it before. Yeah. Yes, and it's awesome because last uh, last spring semester for the Ethnic Studies Film Festival, they screened it, and I got to meet the directors. Ooh, like, I, I have a picture with them, so How I don't know. That? It was awesome. <laughs> I geek out. (laughs) But it was really cool. But yes, so Ethnic Studies really, uh, San Francisco State University is actually like pretty much the birth mother of Ethnic Studies, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, It started there and it's just 
because students of color, um, they just, I'm trying to find my words, but, and correct me too if I'm wrong, but <laughs> it, it was mainly because they just noticed that they were very, it was very white dominant, you know? And then I feel like a lot of them just, it just, they felt out of place and all, you know, and they just wanted to create something that was, that was meant for them. Like, you know, they went to school and they got this and they knew they, they had a really awesome uh, opportunity to go to school and all, but like, it, they still felt like fish out of water, you know, because of the environment they're in. So they wanted to create um, their own environment. Yeah, I definitely know from previous ethnic studies courses that I've taken, it was like, it was a battle of a few months, but it was like a really like a stressful one for the students. Like I know they faced a lot of like, um, a lot of struggles trying to get to where like they got and you know there was a lot of compromises there was a lot of demands there was a lot of everything coming from both parties and I think I think they fought the good fight you know it started at SFSU and then Berkeley picked it up as well mm-hmm. right yeah, and then from there you know it just started spreading and it's it's really great to see how like the community rallied around them and supported them because I know the Black Panthers were a part of it I know that the TWLF, the T- mm-hmm. yeah, the TWLF, that was their movement. Um, I also believe like different congressmen and like different um, political leaders were there to show their support for their students, and I think that's, I don't know, I think that's pretty wonderful. I feel like we don't see that as often as we should. Yeah, and then for those listening, wondering what this took place in the late sixties, early seventies. Yes, yes, I believe it's like nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah, yeah, and SFU because um, right, SFSU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but because it was going on, they held a, uh, was it student walkout? Yeah. And then it it became, it became the walkout and March, right? That turned into a March? Yeah. That was the longest strike. Yeah. And it was the, because it started in November? 1968 to March 21, 1969. Making it the longest, uh, student Strike. strike ever. Like it's, and that's insane. And because of that, you know, students really do have the power to make the change. Like, without them, like, we wouldn't have ethnic yes. studies. We wouldn't have these awarenesses, you know, that there is white privilege. And a lot of people still don't know today that that's very relevant. Like, today I was talking to a friend, and he's um, white and Asian. And he noticed he didn't notice white privilege until his brother, he looks more white than him. He himself looks Asian. And he got bullied because of that. And it was crazy because he was like, wow, I know why privilege is real because my brother firsthand experienced better treatment than I did. And I was just like, yeah, you know, it's a very real thing. It happens every day and people today still don't know. And it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think, I feel like, because I actually have had this conversation with a family member who doesn't believe that white privilege is a thing. Mm-hmm. They're very, oh, reverse racism. You know, it's real, this and that. Oh, oh my gosh. It's, oh, it gets heated, you know, and yeah. it's so tough because we get along so well, but then we we just have very different political views and stuff. Mm. We try not to, you know, not to get into it, but sometimes we do, you, you know, it. It we get into it, it happens. But, and it's so tough, like, how can you explain to somebody that, you know, no, white privilege is a thing. Yeah. Reverse racism is, it's not, like, there's no such thing. Yeah, you that know, is like, one thing that's not real, like, no matter how you put it, that's not a thing, okay? Yeah. Like, Sorry just, if it hurts your feelings, but that's just the that's way the reality. cookie crumbles. Yes, yeah, it's exactly. And then, <laughs> Sorry to brush your little bubble, but... <laughs> I, had, I had to talk to a, a friend of mine, a really close friend, who actually introduced me to the studies. He, he uh, I, I believe he majored... Well, he double majored in gender studies. I think ethnic studies... It's tied with gender studies, correct? Uh, 
gender ethnic studies. They're so, not together. They're separate, but yeah. they're related fields. They're well, he, he was, but he he got very involved with <laughs> it as well. And um, I had to like talk to him and just be like, please reassure me that like you know this conversation I had with you know my family member like I'm not, like, crazy. I'm not crazy and he's like no 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 you're fine like yeah. you know and it was fine but uh, but um, yes and then what's awesome in this article that um, we have it states that the College of Ethnic Studies is celebrating its 40th anniversary this school year which makes me really happy so I love them right it's it's, it's it awesome. And then uh, because um, the two men. 49. 49. Oh, 49. Yeah. It's okay. We'll edit that one. So, correction. <laughs> we can oh, edit it out. Because we're having the conference. If you guys didn't know on campus, we're going to have an ethnic studies conference because of its anniversary. The That's 49th true. anniversary. That's so, true. you know, if y'all, y'all are Stan State students, come through. We'll see you guys there later this semester. Yeah. In March, I believe. We'll update sure. you guys. You know what? TBA. We'll, TBA. Exactly. We'll definitely update you guys on that information. Don't hold me accountable. I'm sorry. We'll <laughs> <laughs> link you guys that info. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, but we do have a Black Power Matters event coming yes, up. Yes, we oh, do. okay. Yeah. What day? Do you know? Well, the date is... Um, the 20, February 27th. Oh, coming up soon. Oh, next week. Yeah, I think it's on, on a Wednesday, right? Yeah, I believe so. So the Black Powers Matters movement, thank you, Kat, it's on February 27th from 5.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Main Stage Theater. It's open to the public. And you know what college students love the most? Free food. So mm-hmm. y'all better show out, come out, support. Be proud. Just stay woke, kids. Like, come on, honestly, like... Get involved. Learn man. one thing each day, and I know most of you guys are skipping classes by now, so just come out. <laughs> Hopefully our podcast will get you guys out there, you know. Exactly. You know, stay woke, learn stuff. All right. So, since we're on the topic of it all, and we got in a little bit into white supremacy, uh, kind of just, and white privilege, actually. I just mm-hmm. wanted to um, get into that. So, I know white privilege is kind of like... Touchy subject. Yeah. A touchy subject, but very triggering for a lot of people. But it it's really like, is. You know what? Know your privilege. Like, check we all your have privilege, pri- as I say. Check your privilege. Like, we all have privilege in one way or another, and it's just important to keep ourselves accountable to the fact that, like, yeah, we have privilege. Yeah, we're not privileged in other areas, but if you have privilege, use it to your advantage and help out other people, you know? And white privilege is actually, like, a direct result of white supremacy. So, oh, like... Yeah, definitely. So, what is white supremacy? So. Uh, 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 uh. Thank you, All Kat. right, I have your answer over here. Okay, <laughs> so white supremacy is a belief that white people are superior to those of all other races, especially the black race, and should therefore dominate society. Exactly. That was beautifully said. That was like a book. So, a textbook definition right there. Exactly. But what is your guys' take on that? Like, what do you guys, how do you guys feel about white privilege being, you know, of different ethnic backgrounds that isn't white? You know, I'm brown. I'm a brown woman. I'm very proud of it. And I think, I think I'm very fortunate in the sense that I've had, like, a lot of privilege in my life. But I also see, like, a lot of the results of white privilege. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't. I'm sometimes blinded by the fact that other people have white privilege because I just see things. I'm like, that's just how they are. That's just mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. we live our life that's just how the cookie crumbles you know what yeah. i mean like i i feel like i get blinded by it so much that i don't notice it anymore but mm-hmm. it's because you know we're blinded by the white supremacy culture so i don't know i think it's it's hard to like even put up like a finger on it because it's everywhere like it's everything a part of everything we do and just to like go off of that um you say that you know you're blinded by it and i think it's because we're in a dominant you know predominant like white society in the sense of like i actually went to a play it was mainly um it was about it was like a bunch of one shots on like you know like mexican culture hispanic culture and there was um oh i don't know what she was but basically she said oh how are you guys a minority if there's so many of you and i was just like hold on hold the phone right there missy <laughs> um just because there's more of us does not mean we are we doesn't mean that we're not a minority we're a minority because people who are in power put those disadvantages on us they you know they put us in a place where we feel like we you know we're not safe that mm-hmm. we can't speak out because of hello history mm-hmm. you know people have been killed just for land you know people have been brought over from other countries forced you know slaves from Africa didn't want to be here you know they had were put to work for again white people and you know just because again there's a lot of us doesn't mean that we're majority doesn't mean that we have the power because you know we've been taught since birth basically you know to like this is how it is this is how it's going to stay and it might not change but hopefully you know we can stand up and like change that you know (laughs) it's so crazy to like see a lot of like the ignorance like people just think majority majority and they like automatically think like oh majority is a number related like no you have to think about like the ethics behind the yeah like how systemic it is like it's not about numbers it's about wealth it's about resources it's about um who stays at the opportunity it's exactly who stays at the top like i was reading um an article from one of my ethnic studies classes and it's like the 1% holds, like, the majority... Well, I mean, that's common knowledge, I guess. Like, <laughs> the Not 1% percent term, holds, but... like... Yeah, <laughs> holds, like, um, majority of, like, the wealth. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, I was reading that when it came to, like... The only numbers I remember, because there were so many in this article, <laughs> that, like, um, there's, like... When it comes to, like, inheritance, comparing white families to black families, that, like... On average, white families receive up to $10,000 in inheritance compared to the 1000 of, like, black families. And that's, like, you know, an average. So, a maj- like, a good number of families don't receive anything. They don't have acquired wealth. They don't mm. have the opportunity to even do that, you yeah. know? And those are numbers. Like, those are facts, you know? Like, that's exactly. not something they made up. Like, these are people who went out and, like, did the research. And, like, it just it's proven, you know, economically exactly. that people who aren't white you know just systemically have always made less than others and then being you know again a woman who is brown is always going to be at a disadvantage there's always going to be things stacked against me you know exactly. and then being a part of like again for going on you know what's being held against you being a woman being you know mexican or hispanic or you know whatever your background is and then on top of that you have to tie in you know um like class and uh, sexuality like again talking about intersectionality that's just bringing everything together and those are all going to be stacked against you negatively because of how society society has um been treating us so it's just it's kind of crazy when you think about it you know a lot of people i was i was thinking about this today that a lot of like people when they think white supremacy they think of like some white guy named Carl in a tow truck you know like (laughs) waving like the confederate flag and like spewing like 
I don't know, some... I don't know, racist, racist, racist thing, like, you know, or, like, the KKK or whatever, but, like... It's not just that. It's not just that. Like, this is systemic. Like, one of the things that I found from a book called uh, Noah's Curse, it's called The Biblical Justification of American Slavery. It's that, like, white supremacy, it's it's a culture. It, like, it's, um, it's adopted by, like, all the institutions in our society to date. So it talks about the media, education system, science... Um, and even in Christianity, like oh, yeah. I never, well, like honestly, like religion is a huge <clears throat> religion white was like thing. such a huge like factor in like white supremacy yes, and how yes. and how we're still treated today. Like even now, like the um, white supremacy stems from the doctrine of discovery and the doctrine of discovery. Do you guys know what that is? No. So, so the doctrine of discovery is um, it's like a paper like that one of the popes way back whenever i think it was like 13th century like sometime ago sometime ago you know um they stated that like the church had a right to um dominate these lands in the name of like you know jesus or whatever it was you know it was their god-given right it was their god-given right to like dominate these lands in order to make them christian lands and like Mm -hmm. that's just all part of like how white supremacy spread because you know who were who were the christians europeans were christians you know what i mean and so that's just how that that just kind of gave them the okay to go and colonize and to go and dominate and to go and just take and take and take and here we are today rooted in our brains the, that that's exactly, supposed to be and really exactly. it's not like you know we're a colonized people to this day and nobody really notices that because again it's so prominent and it's so real and then when you kind of think about it, you're like, wait, you know, actually, I, this wouldn't even be like this if it wasn't for the Europeans, you know? If the yeah. Europeans hadn't come here and, you know, taken over, like, indigenous lands and killed thousands of, you know, yeah. indigenous peoples just to be here because, you know, it was their their manifest destiny. It was their way to... Exactly. It was their way. It was their right. But really, it's not. Like, who gave you the okay? Like, God? <laughs> you know? It's, yeah. it's pretty insane when you think about it, you know? It all, it all boils down to... You know, again, just because there's numbers doesn't mean that you necessarily have the power because it's so, you're so um, oppressed, that doesn't work, you know, oppressive, feeling that, that you can't really change anything because of how, basically history until now, it's been rooted in our brains that it's going to stay like that and yeah. it's not going to change. And like people think, you know, like... I don't know if you guys have any input on like. I'm like, I'm just listening. Oh, okay. Well, like, um, is cool. Thanks, Queen. Um, I know for me, like, I really have been taking the time to like evaluate myself as a person. Like, obviously, like, I can call out injustice. I can whatever, whatever. But in, like, have okay. I really taken the time to like reflect on myself and reflect on like all this internalized like crap that like has been taught to me? Like, you know, like. I'm, like, I'm Mexican-American, like, I am, like, the daughter of an immigrant, like, I have, like, immigrant parents, and, like, you know, like, that land was colonized, this land was colonized, like, all of, like, my learnings are colonized, colonized. like, everything comes from colonization, like, I want, you want to so badly learn, like, where you come from, learn your roots, learn your this, but, like, where do you even start, like, this goes back, like, so many generations, so many like so many people that have like passed away and like where do you begin to find where you come from and like also when it comes to like 
internalized racism and oh. internalized sexism and all of this stuff. It comes from um, these systems of, like, white supremacy, you know what I mean? Like, as much as I'd like to think that, like, I'm not, like, I'm not like everybody else and I don't have this internalized whatever, you know what I mean? But, like, you know, if it's, like, I still have, like, those moments where, like, these stereotypes that have been embedded in me, like, I still think in that way and I have to, like, subconsciously and I have to catch myself all the time, like, well, that was, like, that was mad ignorant of me and, like, I have to correct that behavior, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and it's just difficult, you know, because sometimes it just, like, slides under the rug and you don't even notice it. I feel that. I totally feel that. Yeah, um, kind of going off of that, you know, you say that you're from, you have, like, immigrant parents, like, that's your background. I, you know, I was born in California. My mom's from San Jose. I'm from the Valley. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really have the whole, like, oh, like, I'm, I'm a daughter of immigrants. I have the whole, again, if we're talking about, like, white supremacy and, like, white society, I'm totally whitewashed, you know? When I took um, an ethnic studies class called the Chicano, Chicana, Latino, Latina, Latino, Latina experience, I was like, whoa, like, I don't have it i'm way different than these other kids these kids are straight up they have you know these real stories about parents and like you have gone through these struggles and like parents and like even like they themselves have like worked like worked in the fields and even my own friends have worked in the fields to help support their family and i fortunately enough like didn't have to do that and there's some stuff that i myself like again i don't under, i don't understand i'm blinded by in my own ignorance and being able to take these ethnic studies classes has helped me see how um what do you call it since um whitewashed i am it's crazy to believe that oh you know we have these internalized um opinions already formed from so many years of being force-fed this like garbage <laughs> that we call a culture mm-hmm. and when you think about it in the day it's like all right well i can do x amount of things you know like georgina said that I, you know, I have that knowledge, but at the end of the day, subconsciously, whatever you think first, like, that's your automatic opinion, you know, when you see something that happens, like, if you, you know, we're taught to think that, like, the, like, black males are not inferior, um, they're, oh, what's the word? We demonize black men. We demonize, we demonize black men, we sexualize their women, we over-sexualize women in general, but, you know we're taught these stereotypes and they're so stuck in our heads that even though we do change you know your subconscious is always going to be there and it's always going to be hey you know the alarm's going to go off and really you're like oh whoa again you got to check yourself you got to be like hey that's not cool at all and you know educate people and a lot of people are ignorant to wanting to know they really want to stay blind to how they're living and i think that's really important to talk about because just because you ignore it doesn't mean it's not there and because you're ignoring it you're adding to the fact that these people aren't important that they don't matter and that's not okay yeah so it's kind of i don't know i just find it really really difficult because like i'm mexican you know what i mean like i don't have the same experiences as like a black man or a black woman and it's like it's frustrating to think about that like even as, like, an ally of whatever community, like, I still have to know my place, and I still have to know that mm-hmm. it's, like, as much as I can, like, say, like, hey, that's not right, somebody's always gonna be like, well, you're not black, you don't know. Yeah, I'm like, all right, and it's, person. like, I always have these arguments, like, 
with like so many people who just like to throw the n-word around and oh they're like gosh, yes. they're like it's cool i'm this i'm practically black and i was like what does that mean what does that mean? I was like, do you face the same things that black people face? No, you face the same things that a Mexican male faces. It's not the same experiences. It just reminds me of that, um, that Kimmy Schmidt meme, like your experiences are not universal. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, and it's, or sorry, Go ahead. Um, but what reminded me of that, okay, recently, maybe like a week, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I actually watched um, The Hate You Give. And oh, you, that movie you know is acronym, very good. Yes, if you guys have not seen it, go check it out. It's super great, super it's controversial. Very, very good. I love what they did. It's also based off a book. I have not read the book. Same. But <laughs> hopefully, you know, maybe go check out the book first and see if they did the movie right. I feel like they did a really good job catch, capturing, like, some important moments. But essentially, a little um, synopsis of the movie, I'm trying will. to remember the acronym. <laughs> it's, okay. Oh, okay. Gosh, if I can. It's from a Tupac song. Yeah, it's based off a Tupac song. Yes. The Hey You Give It. Actually, if you look at it sideways, <coughs> horizontally, horizontally, vertically, vertically. Sorry, yes. excuse me. The Hey You Give is, um, actually means, oh no, actually the whole thing, if you think about it, um, Tupac's song Thug Life is yes. an acronym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's The Hey You Give, ooh, somebody, somebody search up, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> it up right now. I don't know if that's right. Oh no, that's wrong. Tupac, there you go. Yeah. I apologize for my coughing. Okay, we're Never apologize, Queen. We're all sick. <laughs> we're sick of this culture. <laughs> there we go. Hashtag sick of this culture, guys. Hashtag. Make it trend. Is it, is it oh, here we go. Okay. Um, a little rated R warning. There's one curse word in here. But, so Tupac said, Thug Life stood for the hate you give little infants fucks everybody. So that's T-H-U-G-L-I-F-E. Yes. And it's so true in that, especially if you've seen, I, I love that movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but it is so true because you see how, like, you just see how it affects kids. Oh, like, definitely. in the end, in the end, you see how it affects the little brother of the main character, you know? And and it's so true. Like, it's just basically saying, what was it again? <laughs> what did he say? The hate you give little infants fucks everybody. Yeah, That's basically. We're gonna it's just a never-ending cycle. At least mm-hmm. that's how exactly. I take it. It's a never-ending cycle. So the hate you give, you teach it to the younger generation, who's gonna grow up and teach it to and the feed into it. Exactly. Each generation after you know each other, like it's just a never-ending cycle of hate. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, some a little bit of background information on that movie is just that. So there's the main character is a girl who is African American. And she lives kind of, if you want to say, she has a double consciousness in the sense of she has to live two separate lives. Mm-hmm. So she's from a poor neighborhood, but her mom was, her mom, okay, so her grandma gave her mom a better life. And so the main character's mom is like, you know what, we're in this, you know, smaller, poor community, but I want my kids to have a better opportunity. So then they enroll the main character, her brother and her little brother in this private white school. And so at that school, she has to act, you know, that she's not from the ghetto, she's not poor, she's not this and that. She has to be the perfect, if you want to call it, model minority, you know, in that situation where she doesn't have to use slang and, you know, can't act the way she normally would act because to them, 
that is below them in the sense but like oh if the white kid says it, it's cool or it's hip or it's fresh or you know whatever terms mm-hmm. you want to use you know but she has to use correct english and like proper grammar and she has to not be angry or else you know yes. cause a scene because then it feeds into the stereotype yeah you know and like this always I, I always use selena in the movie as an example the part where her dad is telling her oh, yeah. you have to be yes. you, you have to be oh, like 100 110 percent because you know, if you're too Mexican, the American like those in America, you know, they're not gonna accept you. But if you're too American in Mexico, you know, they're not gonna accept you. You have to be on top of it all, you, you know. And I think that's that's totally relatable to that character in the movie. It's always yeah. you have to be better than the white people in America yes. and the Mexicans in Mexico because exactly. you know whatever it is, whatever side it. you take, it's not gonna be enough. If you have a mess yeah. up. It's they're gonna just like okay no like yeah. you you don't belong here and it's yeah. always like good situations like that movie you're talking about like it's really frustrating because even then it sneaks in like mm-hmm. like I remember I used to get told things like like oh I didn't think you would talk like that or I didn't oh gosh, think you yes. would this or I didn't think you Why would you like this first like, of all. And I never, you know, I was a kid, you know, I'm like, all right, that's cool, whatever, you know? And, like, I'm like, like, cool beans, like, I don't know what that means, but, like, whatever. And, like, the older I got, the more I got into ethnic studies, the more, you know, I try to educate myself. I'm like, you know what? That was messed up. Like, who do you think you are? Like, just because I'm a kid doesn't mean, like, I'm an idiot. Like, I remember, like, people always assuming that I couldn't speak English, and I remember people assuming that, like, they expected to hear an accent or, like, whatever it may be, you know, and it's, like... I remember, like, exactly, and it's, like, I never thought about it, and I'm, like, yeah, I can speak Spanish, like, I think it's awesome, like, or whatever, and you never think about how, like, I don't know if we're allowed to cuss, but I'm like, cuss, I was, like, that shit's racist, you know what I mean, like, that shit is totally racist, like, I was, like, that's messed up, I'm, like, I never thought that they thought that I was, like, you know, a little dumber than their kid because of whatever my background may be, you know what I mean, like, and it's, like, frustrating to think about that it's, like, wow, if I was, like, in that situation now, like, I'd never gone in a fight, but I'd ask you to fight, you know what I mean? <laughs> she said, put them up, I'm going to do that. She said, you know what I mean? Like, I'd never, like... She said, educate yourself. It's so frustrating, like, I don't know, like, I, I can't even, can't even begin to imagine, like, the things that other people face, you know, because I feel like I've been very mm-hmm. fortunate in my experience mm-hmm. that I haven't faced as much, like, shit as much as everybody else, yeah. you know? Yeah, and then um, <clears throat> kind of backtracking again back to the movie. There's one yeah. scene in particular. So um, if you haven't seen it, I'm just gonna just warning, spoiler alert. It's very critical to this conversation. Still but watch it though. <laughs> still watch it. Honestly, like props, ten out of ten would recommend yes. all the way across the board. Five that star. movie did not get enough yeah. credit than it should have. Yeah, like yeah, honestly, they did not advertise it really well. But you know what? Go see it, please. It's great. It's called The Hate You Give, mm-hmm. and. So, one of the scenes, it's, like, right in the beginning of the movie, essentially. So, the main character and her friend, her childhood friend, are, you know, going for a drive. He pulls over, and they're just kind of talking, and then he um, signals and, like, pulls back into the road, and then a police uh, car stops them. And then her, okay, so the main character, her father, actually, when she was younger, told her the seven the seven rights i think of the black panthers he was yes. a part of that community and he, he said, had the all three so her and her two siblings yeah they have to memorize it like mm-hmm. they learned it and stuff yeah and he taught them like very young which is very sad to think about like you know as a young you know black kid you have to learn these things so he one of the things that stood out to me the most he said if a cop ever stops you keep your hands in plain mm-hmm. sight because you know and even it's it's real enough today because you know all of the um 
police killings of like you know young black kids it's very shocking and then to see it on film to see it like on the like you know on the big screen you're like holy snap like it's traumatizing it's traumatizing it's definitely traumatizing and then uh, sorry no no go ahead. <laughs> um on my facebook on this memory and i always share it every time it pops up i um it's been like maybe two years or three years that i first posted it but it's a video and it's called that this matters and it's just these kids of uh these African kids who are getting told stories by their parents, you know, so a little girl is being told how her dad was like tackled in a mall and, he, you know, he, they broke his, they chipped his tooth or something. And another kid is being told by like their, um, their mom, you know, just like, like what they went through, you know, or so, and it's, it's so heartbreaking because the little girl who talks, whose dad talks about you know getting tackled she starts crying like yeah. and it, it made me cry I remember I got so emotional watching it because it's a reality it's a, it's a, such a sad reality that's why is with the movie The Hate You Give is a good example but people because I feel like people will be like it was just a movie no 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 no, no, no. it's an actual thing things These happen like today kids kids of you know and I feel mm. like a major, like mainly African American kids at a young age they're being taught you know like if you ever run into a cop don't be don't be like this you know don't don't act like this don't you know be, be respectful yeah. yeah you know and when um when mom was telling her daughter don't be sassy i know you you're you try to be a smart ass you know don't be like that you know because they're not gonna think it's cute they're not gonna take it funny and it's, it's so sad because it's like oh my god like it just it's so heartbreaking yeah and then again um so sorry <laughs> sidetrack but back to the movie again <laughs> because it's a very important topic so yeah so essentially the main character and her friend get pulled over by the cop and the the main character tells her friend, you know, like keep your hands where they can see them. Mm-hmm. Stay, listen to him. Do not be disrespectful. You know, again, don't give him attitude. Don't give him a reason to act and pull out his gun or whatever. Yeah. And then the her friend was kind of just being, you know, oh, it's whatever. It's cool. Goes in, reaches for his his hairbrush, and the cop on sight thought it was a gun and shot and killed him. Yeah. And her friend saw the whole thing. And she was trying to record it, but he, the cop saw the phone and said, you know, drop it. Like, what are you doing? And so, you know, she freaked out, let it go. And then when he shot her friend, you know, she was like, what did you do? And then he, the cop was like, where's the gun? And she's like, what gun? What are you talking about? And when you look at the the cop, his cam, his cam the car, car, car cam or whatever the they body cam. Body, body cam. cam. There you go. Sorry. And it was super controversial. So basically, this again, this young, innocent black man got killed because a cop thought it was a hairbrush and you know thought it was a gun thought it was a gun sorry in reality it was a hairbrush yeah yeah, it was he thought the hairbrush was a gun in reality it wasn't you know and it was a whole controversial thing and it was just crazy because you know these cops are so or they're trained already on site to be wary of black men you know that they're dangerous or you know just the black community in general Mm -hmm. is put in such a negative light and again it's so sad like you said that video these parents are already teaching their kids, young infants too, that don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Why? Because you might be killed. Like, yeah. That is the reality, and that is terrifying. It's sad. And then a, another moment in the movie is when she's so her uncle is a cop. Oh yeah, plot and twist. Yes, she her uncle's a cop, and um, she's talking. They're talking about that topic as well, and she even talks about like how he how he would react. Oh yeah, she and, gave him a situation yeah. of a white man and a black man. Yeah, and the different ways he would react and he said, you know, with a white man he would, you know, go through the proceed you know, like, can I see your license, you know, this all that. And she asked him if it was a black man 
I believe he said like he he wouldn't hesitate to he would have shot to him. act yeah to act out on the situation. Mm-hmm. So it's sad. Yeah. And then another thing that whole situation too when she gave him both scenarios of a white man and a black man that whole you know pulling them over and everything, she said if the white man would have reached into his car, but she would have would her uncle a black cop would he shoot him and he said no, and that was really crazy to me. I was like oh my gosh as a cop you already as you know that role was you're trained to shoot a black man but if it was a white man you're like no because he wouldn't do that because you're already thinking he's a respectable citizen he's not some um like thug he's not some gangster he's a respectable businessman it's part of their white privilege you know what i mean like see it all ties in it all ties in it always ties in like you talk about like um and you know like it's very like common knowledge that like a lot of like a lot of black communities and a lot of communities like with like that have people of color and like that are um low income communities mm-hmm. that normally occupied by people of color like these children grow up with like PTSD like because of all the violence that they see like mm-hmm. in their neighborhoods and like you know uh there's like situations where like people see their friends die all the time like you know what I mean like I see a bird crash into like a window and I start crying because that like and I never forget because that's just, like, it's traumatizing like I cry and, like, a life is lost you, exactly you know what I mean and then you just think about like I would lose it if I ever lost like my brother or my cousin mm-hmm. or my best friend or like whoever you know what I mean like the violence in these communities like becomes so normalized to them and it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's like they like they eat sleep drink trauma like it's, it's insane yeah and like that's part of another like um some of the things that i found regarding like police brutality and stuff like that like disclosure <laughs> we're not saying like f the police or anything oh like yes that. no like, no we're not there's deciding people, violence people against them always like assume that when you talk about police brutality that you like hate cops like nobody oh, said that like we're not anti-dramatic calm down don't be no. dramatic reel um, it in reel it back tone it down exactly <laughs> take a breather Excellent. Okay. So it's this study. It's called The Relationship Between Structural Racism and Black-White Disparities in Fatal Shootings at the State Level. Mouthful, I know. But. So it talks about um, fatal shootings between um, 2013 and 2017, and it talks about uh, mapping police violence database. So it takes in five key, in, like, five different, like, categories. So it takes in racial segregation incarceration rate gaps, educational attainment gaps, the economic disparity index, and employment disparity gaps for each of the states. So the worst that African Americans are doing in those five like categories compared to white people, the higher uh, the the higher percentage of racism there is in that state. And the higher percentage of racism there is in the state, the higher there is um, fatal police shootings per state. So it all correlates, you know what I mean? And it's like, I'm not saying that cops are racist. I'm saying... The society's trained them to be racist. Exactly. Like, this is, like, it's subconscious. Like, this is embedded into, like, everything that we're taught, you know what I mean? Like, we're all taught to be afraid of, like, the darker person because of whatever it may be and you know what this isn't just modern times this isn't just in the 60s this isn't just during slavery this goes back to like what we were talking about earlier like christianity taught people to colonize in the name of god and like you know 
Sorry, this is triggering triggering for some folks, but you know they need to hear it, man. Speak it out. How it is? <laughs> it's <laughs> like, facts. It's facts. This is how it happened. You know, like we're taught that like these people are savages. We're taught that these people aren't civilized or whatever it may They're be, animals. and it always turns out to be the darker people, and that's how you get the demonization of these people. You know what I mean? And it's ridiculous. Like, it's so exhausting to like sit there and like talk to somebody just spewing ignorance, and because yeah. it's like. As someone who gets tired very easily, <laughs> you have to be on all the time because there's always somebody spewing some shit or another, and it's exhausting. Like you gotta check them. I can't just I can't just be like oh, I won't say anything this time. I'll say something next time because yeah. because it's always gonna happen. There's there's always gonna be a next time, but if you don't correct it now and you don't educate it's people, change. it's not gonna change. And I really, I really struggle off. with like stuff like this too because. I think you should educate people, but I don't think you should pop off on them. Like, yeah. I think it's so difficult yeah. because I've There's seen so many occasions where, like, somebody says something and maybe that's, like, ignorant. And instead of, like, being like, hey, you know, like, you shouldn't say that because of this, this, and this. There's always some, like, troll on the internet. There's always some somebody, like, there to, like, bite your head off. And, you know, yeah. it scares people. Like, that's why people don't educate themselves sometimes because out of fear of being, like... Exactly. labeled as a racist or whatever it may be the whatever the situation may be you know and like mm. i'm just saying like it takes two to tango oh yeah you know and so like <laughs> and sometimes we have to lead you know and it's yeah. just i think people who know and have the responsibility to educate and there's just no other way to put it you know what i mean like you're always going to have to be the teacher and you're always going to have to be the student too, you know, just because you know a little bit doesn't mean you know everything, you know, and it's, mm. it's a lot, like, it's overwhelming to think. And I think going off of that too, um, you know, we talk about white privilege, we talk about racism and like, you know, the white supremacy, but mm. also we got to think about how there's internalized racism within every community, you know, mm-hmm. in, in like Latinx and black communities and mm-hmm. Asian communities and, you know, whatever race it is or, or ethnicity, sorry about that, um, there's their own racism that we have to deal with, like, and, you know, being Hispanic, especially, like, it just, just in general, I remember over winter break, I was talking to my friend and her dad, and he was just being so ignorant, so racist, and I was like, do you hear yourself as a Hispanic man? oh my gosh, like, what? Like, and then you almost kind of, like, realizing yourself that, wow, there, there really is people like that, you know? Even, like, within your own communities, just like, holy crap, these people are so ignorant. And I, I actually, this one time, you know how you said, like, oh, there's always gonna be a next time we should say something. Now I straight up was like, that's not okay. Do not say that. They had mentioned, okay, they mentioned, uh, they said Indian, but really I was like, no, that's not how you say it. It's Native American. They're indigenous people. And then they were like, oh, well, whatever it is, and da-da-da. And I was like, it's not whatever. You're dismissing an entire ethnicity, an entire people. Like, they're not just something you can wave off. They're not just something you can erase. Because by not, you know, the people who say, well, I don't see color, I see you. And I'm like, oh, you're... so funny to me. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's the thing. You know, it, it baffles me. I'm so astonished. I'm just like, are you effing serious? By saying you don't see color, you're not even recognizing them as as that as you know first of all like obviously you shouldn't be like oh i like you because you're black but it's a whole like okay you got to recognize that that is who they are they're never going to change you're never going to change your ethnicity you're mexican you're asian you're white you're japanese black whatever you are you cannot say you don't see color because that is being ignorant and extremely 
racist already. Exactly. I was talking to somebody, sorry to cut you off, like no, I was talking to somebody and they were like, oh, I'm not racist. I don't see color. And I was like, you know what? Then you're part of the problem. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're the issue. You're like, you saying you don't see color is like you're, in tr- you're ignoring hundreds of years of history of oppression yeah you're ignoring the fact that people were enslaved you're ignoring the fact that people were murdered people were murdered there's genocides happening every freaking day with the blood quantum of native americans there's all these things going on and you saying you don't see color ignorant get out of my house you know what i mean like Like, you're (laughs) part of the problem you're the reason why it's so relevant and that's why exactly. I think that people need to educate themselves and again like you know they say something ignorant don't pop off don't you know don't be a smart ass but at this at the same time be like hey you know I don't think you should be saying that because x y and z you know like there's reasons yeah. why people get offended and I think also too going back to people just being offended in general part of the problem is that again you say you say something's a racist and they're like, whoa, 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 like, well, I, I have a black friend or like oh, my, yeah. I'm like, uh, one 32nd, like Mexican, like it's cool. Like, no. 32nd. <laughs> Whatever, you know, like you're, you're something so, t- they, that's accurate though. But it's accurate. People will do that. You know, yeah. They'll straight up be like, well, I know so-and-so and da-da-da. Or again, going back to, you know, some people saying like the N-word and trying to um, justify it. Like, no, at the end of the day, you're not going to go through those same realities, exactly. you know? And uh, to bring up the movie again, uh, the hit you give, it's again, so the whole... It's a really good movie. Yeah, so <laughs> the main character... Yeah, honestly, you know what? We're all going to have a movie night and just watch it again. Screening, guys, come over. Anyway, the main character, one of her friends at the at the private school is a white girl. And, oh, my God. And the white girl ha- was saying, oh, well, he was just doing his job. Like, oh, like his poor family. And the Bro. main character got so upset. You know why? Because she's basically saying oh he's doing his job like that boy's that black boy's life didn't matter and then she said she kept asking the white girl would she's like it was a brush it wasn't a gun and then she goes and grabs the her friend's brush out of her backpack and you know and is like i'm gonna shoot you i'm gonna shoot you You know using the hairbrush as an example because at the end of the day it was a brush not a gun and she said oh the main character to her friend the white girl you know you're never going to know what it's like because you're white and not black, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she kind of basically reenacted what happened, what it's like to be black in the, you know, in the, a very hyper racist society, I guess, essentially in that movie. Like that was the point, you know, like the the police brutality and the white girl was freaking out basically like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? And then, you know, the, the main character never hit her or anything, but she was just, you know, acting what it's like to be black and be, attacked by a police officer you know in that situation because it's terrifying you're you know obviously traumatized you're like scared because basically they're fearing your skin color Mm -hmm. that's all it is it comes down to that skin color and it's always like a really complicated situation because a lot of people like like i know myself you know i'm just gonna air my dirty laundry here ladies (laughs) um so i know for myself like a lot of like I grew up with a lot of fear of, like, police officers, you know what I mean? Like, I'm the daughter of immigrants, you know, my parents didn't have papers, like, you being stopped by the police, like, mm-hmm. that shit was scary, you know, and so, like, I always, it's always, like, you know, so many millions of things come through your mind, and, you know, like, What's gonna I remember, like, having to, like, my anxiety-filled ass, you know, like, always, like, having, like, a hard time, like, sitting and talking with my family when it came to, like, um discussing like a plan in case like my mom were to get deported or whatever you know what I mean it's like it's so terrifying to think about and you know 
it's so terrifying to think that like I remember like we got stopped because one of the like the lights on the license plate was off or whatever and like I remember it was the middle of the night because my mom took us fishing like or whatever I don't even like fish like <laughs> I don't even like fishing but I don't even like fishing like, we were, like I was like a little kid and I remember like just being freaked out and like I remember being so scared of the police officer and like you know and it's like you internalize that shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I did. I don't ever rem- remember a time where my mom was like, you gotta be scared of the cops. No, like, you know what I mean? She's like, cops are there to help you. Cops are there to, like, mm-hmm. protect you, you know? And, like, she always, like, reassured me of that, but, you know, that fear still came because That's at the end of the day, you know, like, they could be the reason why, like, I didn't have, like, my mom with me, you know what I mean? And it's just those things that we internalize. And, like, I always tell people, I was like, cops are there to help you know what I mean like cops aren't dickheads you know like people individual oh, sorry oh my gosh am I allowed to say that okay. say what I said dickhead okay. <laughs> <laughs> can I say that are you sure <laughs> no you're oh fine okay so, we're all adults here you right. know like I know like you know like it's not the police force that are like <laughs> that teaches them to be dickheads it's the individual you know what I yeah. mean like I'm like I'm an ass. I know I'm mean. I know I'm, like, rude sometimes. But, you know, that doesn't mean Mexican people are rude. That just means that I'm a jerk. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like as that an just individual, means that I that have should, an attitude. Yeah. Like, as an individual, that shouldn't classify your whole people, you know? Exactly. And that's what Stop happens. generalizing people. How dare you? Don't even <laughs> And, you know, again, yeah, um, you know, being Mexican, it's just kind of scary, especially with the whole situation right now. We're not going to get into that, but, you know, just... Y'all know what's happening. Y'all right. know, you know. But again, police are supposed to be there to help and protect, and yet we internalize that fear of like what might happen. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, there's a situation again, dirty laundry airing out. But we had gotten um, <laughs> gotten pulled over, and one of my friends, she comes like she has like immigrant parents too. And then you know what she had said to me? She's like, I'm so glad I'm white passing. And I said, Oh my gosh, you know, again like that. To even just be white passing is, like, a privilege because, you know, again, if you're darker-skinned, there's that fear of, like, mm-hmm. something's going to happen. What if I get arrested? You know, X, Y, and Z amount of things, like, run through your head. And I'm thinking about that. I was just like, holy shit. Again, like, being from a Hispanic background, you've just even been white passing. Like, obviously, other people are going to know, like, like your race and stuff, your ethnicity. But to be against, like, law enforcement having that thought already in your head is like whoa like it's so embedded into you to be already yourself is like all right being lighter skinned is better you know if that makes sense it's kind of like <laughs> i or even the side like <laughs> side note <laughs> um you know i've never hated my skin so i didn't like i never cared that i was darker but then there was always that you know tiny voice in my head like well what if you were lighter you know like what would happen because my sister she's a little bit lighter than me she we're both brown but like i'm the darker one <laughs> and <laughs> I always was kind of like, you know, I don't hate my skin tone, but it was always just kind of like, oh, well, you know, I always, I always, like, I complain I'm too dark, I'm too dark, and um, I remember I was at a family event, and they kept calling me, like, Morena, you know, like, it's just pretty, like, pretty brown girl, and I was just like, oh, you know, like, people actually like my skin tone, like, it's not a negative thing, you yeah. know, like, coming mm-hmm. back to the whole, like, your skin tone isn't um, dangerous, yeah. kind of thing, and I was like, wow, like, my even my sister's like, your skin is beautiful, I'm just like, oh, Thank you. Thanks, queen. Thanks, queen. That, weird, that reassurance is honestly like that's what I needed. It's yeah. kind of yeah. like a holy crap. Like I even myself subconsciously didn't realize that you know I had that 
not fear, but um, the imbalance, I guess, the more, the whole, like, white is better, white yeah. is pretty, white is beautiful, it's what you're yeah. fed, and it's just like, oh, I'm not that, and I will never be that, Yeah, you know? I am, I'm very grateful for the fact that I'm, like, very oblivious to a lot of things, I consider it my superpower, um, I, <laughs> I, oblivion is power, exactly, like, just kidding. Don't be ignorant, y'all. This is is a very different situation. Um, (laughs) Hashtag stay woke. um, I remember, like, there was one summer where I went... um, (laughs) Sorry. Where I went camping with my family, and I was out there for a week, and, you know, like, I was young. I wanted to go be in the water. I wanted to be, like... Adventurous. Adventurous, whatever, you know. Well, we go glamping. It's a little different, but, like... (laughs) um, It's a thing, guys. But I tanned so much. I got, like, a gajillion shades lighter. I hope that's a real unit. Oh, yeah, darker. <laughs> what did I say? Oh, you my gosh. You said lighter. Oh, my gosh. That's internalized, you guys. I'm telling you. It's almost, it's almost 9 p.m. It's okay. Um, yeah, I got, like, a gajillion shades darker, and I loved it. I was, like, I was thriving. I was, like, look at yes. me. I'm tan. I'm a brown goddess. You know what I mean? Like, I was, like, this little, <laughs> like, seven, I was, like, a little seventh grader just, like, thriving. And then I remember, like, the older I got, the more aware I became of this stuff. And I remember one time, like, I didn't really want to go, like, swimming, and I didn't really want to do this, and I didn't really want to do that, and I noticed that, like, I felt myself getting dark, and I just felt myself, like, avoiding sunlight, because, you know, it's like, I think, I was like, I think I look better lighter. I think I look better this way, and I'm, and, like, it happened for years, and I don't remember when that switch happened, and I'm like, when I, I realized that I was doing this, and I was like, wow, I'm really annoying, like, why would I do that to myself, you know what I mean, like, I'm cute either way. Why am I trying to avoid being dark? Like, I used to be super dark, and I also used to be super pale. And, like, you know what? Both, Both is fine. Like, yeah. I'm cool either way. Like, I just think, like, well, I mean, we're all women here, you know what I mean? Like, as women, like, we internalize, like, racism in a very different way because, oh, like, yeah. we, because of it, we try to change everything about ourselves. And, like, I know, um, something I hear a lot when I hang out with, like, my friends, they talk about, like, um, what do they talk about? They talk about, like, we talked about it, how there was this, like, woman on, like, a Twitter, she, like, went out there, and she's, like, oh, like, turns out, like, turns out I'm not black, I'm full white, and then I remember them <laughs> Wait, mentioning, like, there's, like, oh, excuse like, me, excuse me? <laughs> I don't know, you know, people are wild and, and like, <laughs> and she, and like, I remember my friends talking about like, oh, like with that nose, like we all know you're black, and I'm like, what does that mean? And like, you know, what they're does that mean? and like, Honestly, you know, what the hell? they're is all black. They're all black. Like, they, no, 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 that's a different girl. Oh, I was like, I, that I, girl was I, fake. They paid her because like, oh yeah. my god. But there was like, Dr. no, but this lady was like, this yeah. was an older woman, and I remember oh, wow. my friends like, you know, they grew up they're black they grew up in a black community they grew up with like people around them being black you know like i grew up here in the valley i grew up around white kids and i grew up around mexican kids trying to be white you know it's like it's totally different and it's like learning about it's different cultures you know what i mean like i never i never knew like my mind was boggled when they're like that's a black nose and i'm like what what does that even mean (laughs) what I didn't you know guys those have facial features that are specific to, like, black people? And then I realized that, you know, indigenous people have facial features that are, like, specific to them. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, what the you hell? know, that's when, like, 
that's what really got me into ethnic studies. I'm like, people are so different, and it's totally okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like it's not a bad thing, like, guys. That's all she's saying. She's saying it's a great thing. Yeah, and it's just insane. Like, okay, so going back to white supremacy, we got a little... We got really sidetracked. We we got, it all sidetracked. relates, guys. It all relates. <laughs> going back to white supremacy, like... All of this stuff that we're talking about, all this stuff that we internalize, it all stems from there. Like, yeah, stems. Ooh, Ooh, let's talk about the white supremacy flower, y'all. Oh, snap! <laughs> so, I know you're all going to do this because you guys are devoted to devoted fans. Um, Already we know. <laughs> draw a flower and draw the roots of the flower. So, this is called the white supremacy flower. You guys are drawing it, right? Okay. So the roots, that's your constitution, that's your plantation slavery, that's Na- Native American genocide. So now you're going to go ahead and draw your stem. Right, go This ahead. stem of your flower, I'll give you guys a minute to draw it. <laughs> this is your homework for tonight, guys. Exactly. So the stem of your flower, that's things like Jim Crow laws, the creation of reservations, Chinese Exclusion Act, Japanese internment. So it's like all stuff that came from the roots all stuff that are results of the roots and so now that you drew that we're gonna go up to your flower and each petal is gonna be something that's a result of what happened in the stem so something that's a result of Jim Crow the creation of reservations Chinese exclusion Japanese internment all that stuff one of the petals one of the results of white pri- white supremacy, sorry, is white privilege. Oh, and, and there's wealth inequality. There's uh, the prison industrial complex. There's police brutality. Like, all of these things are a result of white supremacy. And it's like, again, white supremacy is not like some tow truck driver named Carl with, like, <laughs> the Confederate flag. You know what I mean? Like, it's... <laughs> it's, it's deeper than it's that. It's deeper than that. It's institutionalized. It's embedded in your head, like, from jump. You know what I mean? Like, it's a part of everything, you know? Like, the... the Like, when it comes to healthcare, like, people of color don't get the same amount of care that white folks get. Like, oh, we don't get the same amount of, like wealth inequality we don't get the same amount of pay we don't get the same amount we don't get to acquire wealth because we never had the opportunity to and it's it's just really it's really exhausting because you have to work you have to work from within to change this stuff and I'm not saying I have a solution but you know like if you see somebody out there being ignorant if you see somebody like putting you down because like oh this is so easy this is so this this is so that and they happen to be white just like twitter says like bro you've had a 400 year head start like don't even start you know what i mean like <laughs> like, like you've like, ahead of the game like, since day one like man. i'm pretty sure 400 is not an accurate number but it gets you point. know you you get my point you know they it's it's not the same situations and don't ever like feel bad because you have to work like six times as hard as your peers because you know what like this system wasn't made for you and the fact that you're here and you're making it it's a form of resistance you're fighting back in your own way and you're you're proving hundreds and thousands and millions of people wrong Mm. you're proving the ancestors of these folks wrong you're proving that you deserve to be here because you earned this you deserve to be here because despite 
white supremacy and white privilege and all this like ignorant negative bullshit that's happened in the past like you found a way to thrive and survive in a system and in an environment that wasn't made for you and so like power to you you know what i mean yeah and if you honestly if we go back to it the whole you know the black student union they created you know their their organization because um you know universities weren't meant for people of color weren't yeah meant for, women. for basically they were not meant for anybody if you were not a european white male mm-hmm. and so again what georgina was saying you know you being here is a form of resistance you being here is you climbing through the ranks through that grime and dirt saying you know what mama we made it you know like we really yeah, out here exactly doing the things that people said we couldn't do especially if you're from like you know uh, a, a minority group especially if you're like for me especially I you know wasn't the best student in high school I came from a lower class family you know there wasn't a lot of things handed to me I had to work for them and you know once my sister got into college it was like all right no you're going to school that's what's gonna happen and because of that it's like wow like I'm actually in college, I'm here, I'm still here, you know, I'm still always thinking, like, what if I wasn't here, what if I dropped out, you know, and there's always these constant negatives that, you know, hit you, and it's like, wait, I'm still here, I'm in an institution that was not meant for me, that was, you know, it was basically illegal for us to be here, essentially, you know, for, you know, it was just a whole lot of no's, and then being in an environment where you're learning and you're educating yourself about all these injustices, scares a lot of people you know because you're not ignorant anymore you know you're oppressed you know all these horrible things are happening and you're like hey wait i can do something about this you know so if you are in university if you are in high school if you are in middle school elementary whatever you in whatever education system you're in know that you weren't supposed to be there and so you being there is a great opportunity you know to just educate yourself and others just, you know, more, you know, power is not, knowledge is power, knowledge is power. <laughs> <laughs> knowledge is power. <laughs> there you go, man. So, there's my spiel. What do y'all, what do y'all's take on that? No, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think because, for me, I'm the first generation going to university, you know, graduating from university, you know, my, I'm, I've been so... And I think it's crazy because I feel like I grew up in a pretty privileged life. Like, I never noticed certain stuff and now I think back I was like well maybe this person did mean that now that I you know been woke and honestly it wasn't until after high school I started noticing you know it's not no everybody doesn't have the same experience as me or didn't have the same experience as me you know hearing stories of like you know friends who ha- have a darker skin color than me you know and and uh, you know, sometimes they'll tell me too I I always assumed I looked tan. I guess I don't. When I see pictures, I'm like, damn, I am pale as what? You know, like, it's insane. Um, I've been hiding indoors for too long. Um, I try. And then I I get red. And then I peel and it hurts. It's just painful for me. Yeah, no. No, but it's so funny. Not funny. It's crazy because yeah my friend um he'll tell me he's like no he's like he's like you're yeah you're light-skinned but you're still part of the minority because you're a woman you know like yeah. your gender is gonna there's gonna be times where your gender is just not gonna cut it enough for a certain maybe job application you know or this and that and um i think that's why what made me get into ethnic studies more is because i was like i want to learn more you know like like you're saying 
I don't know what it's like to be a person of color, you know? Like, I don't know that their experiences, but if I could be an ally or, you know, if I could, like, learn more for myself that way, like, you know, I could get rid of those already in, in um, embedded. embedded, like, stereotypes or, you know, and, like, those prejudiced thoughts and whatnot. You know, maybe I could educate, you know, others. And it's so tough because we have family who don't, see the same things that you do and it's just like oh my god like i can't I, we can't talk right now <laughs> like yeah, yeah. it's so yeah. tough again and then like i i have a family member who's like yeah no i think um i think like caucasian people are becoming more of a minority and it's like no like no no no, no. it's not like that's wrong <laughs> you know like that's not true um because oh because oh the u.s is being more filled with people of color and so it's like okay but we they still don't have the same opportunities as white people you know like your people in power homie like they're all white like they're all there (laughs) and i think like it upsets me more when people like the family members that i get into arguments or discussions with they're not even white like you know like I'm white passing, but they're not, you know, like, and it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) and my friend, he, he, he's always like, oh my God, he's like, they're like, he gets really, he gets like very frustrated when I vent to him. Cause I just, again, I was like, I need the reassurance. Am I crazy or am I not? You know, it's not just me. Yeah. And he'll, you know, he'll, he'll give me that reassurance. And he's like, they, they just need to, I think just people, um, who are not white, but think, you know, that white privilege isn't real. Like, who have those thoughts, I feel like they just need to go through experience. They they need to get that personal experience. Because I feel like once they get that, they're going to understand more. I just you know? think they ignore it. Like, I, I have similar conversations uh-huh. with, like, family members of mine, and I'm like, it's exhausting. Like, it <laughs> it's is. so exhausting. Because, like, for me, like, I'm one of the youngest members of my family. So, Same. Like, Same. It's always Robin. one of those, it's, it's one of those situations <laughs> where it's like, what do you know? What do you know? Ex- what do you know? Oh, my God. And it's like, cool. exhausting. Like, you're just a kid. Like, yeah. I always like was one of my family members. They're like, "Oh, like, I'm not, I'm not Mexican American. I'm American Mexican." And I'm like, "Bro, I'm like, what are you saying to me right now?" They're like, <laughs> "Yeah, they're like, like I was born in America. Like, I'm American. Like, I was like, right, but your still- parents are Mexican. You grew up with this culture. Like, you didn't grow up in a white household. Like, your experiences are not the same as theirs. Like, you live a very different like, yeah, like this person like." And like I said, no palen la frente. Like they're they're dark as hell, and like it's not a bad thing, you know. Like I I wish I had that freaking like great complexion that they mm-hmm. do, but like it's exhausting telling them. It's like, don't you think it's weird that you get pulled over more than your white friends? Don't you think it's weird that like you've gotten asked to step out of the vehicle? Like, don't you think that's odd? And they're like, I just don't think anything of it. And I was like, that's your problem. That's why you don't see this issue because you don't yes. think anything of it. Like, yes. you just sit there and think that, like, everything is la-di-da, peachy-key, you know what I mean? It's like, not. It's rainbows not. and butterflies, but you know what? Like, that's not how this works. And I was like, you're in a society that's working against you as a person. Like, wake up and do something about it. Because they were complaining, um... They were complaining one time because, I guess, a Black Lives Matter protest, like, um, got in their way of their commute to oh. work or something. And oh. I was like, I'm so sorry you were late to work, but there's people dying. Like, <laughs> literally, like, that's what they didn't understand. They're like, how is that my problem? I'm like, it's your problem because you could be one of them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah. just frustrating because you're just like, wake up. Like, you know, it's just like, 
It's exhausting. I know. An argument my it's friend always says is like, Hitler would kill you. You know, like yeah, when you yeah. think about it, it's if like he were... would kill you because <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not white passing. You don't have blue eyes. You don't have blonde hair. Yeah. He would not hesitate to take you out. And it's like it's it's honest truth. Like Damn. it is, and it frustrates me because it's like these like you know my family members or whoever. It's just like. Oh my god! I just get so uh, I get livid sometimes when I think about our when I get in these conversations again with these family members. I'm just like I can't. There's how can you how can you educate somebody who who decides to ignore it? You know, like it's so hard. And then I think that's why it's so tough to be calm when educating somebody because you just get frustrated and you're just like just listen to me. Yeah, and you know what I think it's just something that like somebody always tells me is like you got to give yourself credit for the things that you do so it's like we have to say like today i did the best i could today i i don't know i talked to one person about this and even though they didn't agree even though whatever it may be even though they're still going on about their ways i made them think Mm -hmm. and i think we have to give ourselves props for that you know what i mean like white supremacy is alive and well and, and well especially on this campus oh, <laughs> a little fun this. fact yeah would you like to go ahead? actually cat would you like to talk about that get in the conversation oh, yeah, girl, <laughs> girl, girl, girl. <laughs> well, um was it today or yesterday yesterday and today yeah oh well apparently there's been flyers going around of the alt-right um identity europa i don't know if that's right identity europa yes yeah and the founder of that um that um, organization is Nathan Domingo, who is a student here. Currently enrolled. Yes, currently enrolled, and the flyers were on Issa's. Um, okay, so so um, I we actually received DMs about this. Thank you for bringing it up, Cat. Um, I'll hand it back to you right now. I'll just read over the DM. Um, the Indigenous Students Club. Shout out to them. They actually like reached out to us, and they're like, "Hey, like." We had this happen. We posted flyers for uh, our organization, and somebody went and replaced them with these um, identity Europa. 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 Identity Europa uh, flyers. So um, their flyers were taken down and replaced with those, and they're actually all around campus. Some of them were found in, like, the art building and things like that. And so, you know, white supremacy, (laughs) it's very, like, it's alive and well, and, like, kind of thriving on this campus you know and just to speak about that um what was really crazy to me is that you know what is this university doing to help its students of color what does it do to help its minority students Mm because again coming back to those dms you know our indigenous students or organization group here on campus we're already like we feel unsafe like how do how are students who are minorities feeling right now like we don't want to feel like we're being targeted by this group you know and like we're not saying that it's um you know obviously like people are gonna have their own opinions at the end of the day they're always gonna have their beliefs but to have to see your flyer of an indigenous um people get taken down and replaced with a white basically white supremacy poster is terrifying and it's on a school campus and as students you know who are of color that's terrifying to see, you know, like, are we safe on a campus that's Definitely. supposed to be a safer Definitely. space, you know? Cause that's what I was going to get to. Where there's this poster of this club or whatever you want to call it that's on a campus that stands for unity, that stands for diversity, for inclusiveness. How then it's just, it's so, it makes, it doesn't make sense because it's like, so we have this and then we have this dude who's still a student here. 
what's going on? How are we feeling safe? How 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 can we come to school not knowing like what what are their true intentions? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, like I. I understand that there's a process to everything. Mm-hmm. Something that's always been told to me, everybody has a boss. Mm-hmm. And so things take time, you know what I mean? Like, you tell one person, they tell their boss, they tell their boss. They, it's, a, it's a chain, you know what I mean? And I get that we have to have patience, but at the same time, like, change only comes if you speak up about it. Yeah. Like, you can't just sit there behind your computer. You can't just sit there on Twitter. You can't just sit there, like, complaining with your friends that, like, oh, like... That shit's crazy. Like, that makes me mad. This makes me feel unsafe. Yeah, it's good that you're talking about it with people, but... What are they going to do about What are they going to do? You know what I mean? Like, talk to somebody <coughs> in a position that can help you with that. Mm-hmm. Talk to somebody who can do something about it or, like, get involved in a way that you can do something about it yourself, too. You know what I mean? Like, just like we were talking about the conversations we have with, like, people that we know, with people that we yeah. love and care about, like you have to take action as well like it's up to like all of us to spark like uh, spark some change you know what i mean like i don't want to i don't want to you see be the, like the person that quotes gandhi that says be the change you wish to see in the world because you know gandhi was very racist himself sorry if that you know shattered your glass but there we are <laughs> i didn't even know like, that <laughs> yeah I didn't know, see, I didn't know that yeah gandhi hated black people just letting you know Whoa. um that's a topic for but yeah it's just something like you have the power to make a difference like something our professor always tells us like we're students we make a huge difference on this campus like if it's we, our campus if, we go to school here. exactly like if we have a grievance if we have a worry if we have anything like they're gonna listen they're gonna listen because we're students we have we we pay to be here bro like yes (laughs) honestly yeah like that's the thing like you know our professors always like you basically you know get enough of you you can make a change you can you can start some shit you know you can make some noise and (laughs) cliches but you know it's true it really is true and again like you know coming back to the whole like what 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 the hell is that poster called? Something Europa, you know. Identity. Identity, Identity Europa. Europa. If you all, if you honestly, if you guys see those posters, can you just you know like, just be aware, like know what this stuff is happening on campus, like, at our at your own school, yeah. school that you pay to be here, and <coughs> this university, like what what are they doing to you know, give us you know spaces to minorities? You know if you guys didn't know we're on like Yoka land, like that's an indigenous people, and like we don't have a statue memorializing that. We don't have murals we don't have these things and because we're students we pay to be here like we should make a change you know like go go not start a riot or something but you know make like make a petition or go to like you know the head administrators and be like hey you know we're 75 percent student body of color why is there a white supremacist basically um flyer on our campus you know like students are feeling unsafe and i feel like it needs to be talked about like you cannot brush it under the rug like no you know that's not how things change that's not how people you know feel safe (laughs) and it's crazy because if you look at it you know coming back to the whole what is the university doing you know at the end of the day who's really standing up for us you know is it them or is it us exactly like don't get me wrong i love i love the school stan state has been like a home for me like it's helped me grow so much as an individual but at the same time like we have to hold everybody accountable. Mm-hmm. We have to hold ourselves accountable and we have to hold them accountable. And I think as much as we 
as much as we would like to talk about how, like, point fingers, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, what are we doing? You know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. It's exactly that. And I just think that, like, like there's literal Nazis. Like, <laughs> like uh, people are so chill about it, just talking about it. But it's like, these are actual Nazis, like, coming, like, on your campus. And, like, you're just going to sit by and let it happen. Like, not to throw shade, but, like have some pride you know what I mean like have some pride in like your institution like have some pride for the land that you're on for the um the school itself or named after a Native American chief you know what I mean like have a voice yeah I know I think <laughs> going back to the whole like how we make a change you know like our professor always says if we could come together to change the room temperature of, of uh, our classroom because it used to be so cold and now it's not yeah. pretty sure we could come together and make a change on what's going on you know yeah. and yeah like we were saying earlier i'm paying for you know i'm paying for my education my safety better be included in that hell yeah man. you know like we don't know if this person or if any other person is like they see that that flyer and all of a sudden you know the whole coming back to like police brutality and a lot of gun violence like what if this person brings a weapon on campus how are we going to know that we're being protected you know this is supposed to be a safer space because you know not everything's going to be safe it's going to be safer but when it comes back to that like how are we going to know that that's being put in place how are we going to know like that we're being protected and there's these things happening and it's okay it's just you know no one's talking about it no one's saying anything but I'm glad that we have this platform to be like, hey, listen up. Things got to start changing because the way it is now, like, it's not cute. <laughs> Just to, I know these are my closing thoughts. Um, it's a quote by Sandra Cisneros. And just to leave you guys with the, the, leave you guys thinking about something like what it is that you can do to help the situation. So Sandra Cisneros said, we do this because the world we live in is a house on fire and the people we love are burning so those are just my closing thoughts like think it over guys like think it over. well not guys party people whatever party you, people whatever you want to refer to yourself <laughs> as just think it over and just think that what can you do today to help make a difference and yeah you know thanks for tuning in hopefully we like sparked some change in you and go out there make a difference you know even if it's not anything huge just if it was just good enough for you, then you know what? That's... If it's enough to get the conversation started. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> get the ball rolling. Yeah. Don't forget to join us at the Black Power Matters event, February 27th, 5.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Main Stage Theater. Free food, y'all. That's where it's at. And then our Instagram and Twitter. Go ahead and follow us. Follow us. We are Woke Apocalypse. Spelled exactly the way you think. W O A K. Oh, actually, I I messed that up completely. W O K E P O C A L Y P S E. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. And our link to the podcast will be in those platforms. Yes. Absolutely.